Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home, a slice of healthcare podcast. My name's Tina Nall, and I'll be your host. I also am the chief clinical officer at a company called Anelto. And today I have with me two leaders in women's health uh, who I'm going to introduce, and we're going to have a conversation today about telehealth's role in women's health, particularly maternity care. So first, I'd like to introduce Allison Greenberg, who is the co-founder and CEO of Ruth Health. And then second, we have Tina Balenson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Step 7 Starling. Allison, can we start with you and have you tell the audience a little bit about your background and how you became interested in women's health? Of course. Hi, everyone. Allison Greenberg, uh, co-founder and CEO of Ruth Health. Um, I'm based in the Bronx in New York City, and Ruth Health is a nationwide virtual clinic for pregnant and postpartum patients. Um, so our care is really focused on comfort, joy, uh, and self-care throughout the pregnancy journey from the moment our patients get pregnant all the way through up to 10 to 15 years postpartum. Uh, and that care is something we deliver at an accessible price. So accessibility and affordability are really crucial to you know, my work in women's health as well as what we deliver at Ruth Health. Um, all of our services supplement the OBGYN. So they include pelvic training and recovery, lactation support, C-section recovery, and our latest product, Ask a Doula, which is a membership that provides unlimited text-based support from doulas. Um, my interest in, in women's health really started at birth. My mother has been an OBGYN for over 40 years, and she actually happens to be my chief medical officer. So very, very lucky to work with a mom delivering care to moms. Uh, we also work with parents uh, that are not moms as well, non-birthing partners and dads. And, you know, for me, working in specifically maternal health, not just women's, but maternal health is about health equity. And it is about the fact that birth is, in my opinion, truly the seed of injustice in this country. I think when you are born at a disadvantage, when you are born to an unhealthy mother or as an unhealthy baby, the difficulties in life only compound. So our goal is really to increase that access to quality care and to reduce the pregnancy tax paid by every birthing person in order to give life into the world. Wow, thank you for that. And, and Tina, can you please give us some background on you and your uh, interest in women's health? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. I am Tina Balenson. I'm the co-founder and CEO at Seven Starling. Very excited to be here and very excited to be chatting with you, Allison um, and Tina. Um, a little bit about Seven Starling. So we are a digital maternal mental health clinic. Um, so we focus specifically on supporting people who are pregnant, postpartum, and as early as people struggling to conceive or going through a miscarriage all the way through early parenthood with their mental health journey and specifically focusing on people experiencing anxiety, um, experiencing depression, or working through trauma during that time. Um, and really for us, the unique piece about Seven Starling is that we bring community to the center of the experience. So the way that our service works is we pair you with an experienced and specialized licensed therapist who has 
expertise in the perinatal mental health space. We also pair you with a small group of other people that are going through the same thing at the same stage. So that peer support element is so important during this time. Um, and then also we have um, a really fantastic app experience um, where people can access learning lessons, um, exercises, journaling prompts, meditations to support that entire mental health journey and help them through recovery. So that is a little bit about what we do. Um, and I know we'll jump into um, things a little bit more deeply, but yeah, really excited to have this conversation. Well, thank you both. Um, I uh, have a, a love for obstetrics myself and that I started my career in that clinical specialty and spent 13 years uh, in that area. And so um, the work that you're doing, I, I couldn't be more happy about and the holistic approach that is being taken for maternity care could not be more valuable. So at this point, Allison, can you share um, how telehealth plays a role in what you're trying to deliver in the way of maternal care? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and thank you for all those years, that over a decade of work you did, Tina. You know, nurses and practitioners like you really built the foundation for virtual care. Um, so, you know, I think Tina and I really wouldn't be where we are without the incredible birth workers who built, you know, in-person care and, and truly something that can't be replaced. So the first point I always like to make is that, you know, in-person obstetrical care is not going to be replaced. It is not replaceable. Um, even remote patient monitoring, which can be a great addition to in-person care, doesn't um, sort of supplant it. So um, for us at Ruth Health, you know, my co-founder Audrey and I really built this company to be remote first um, before the pandemic even set in. And that was because we were so acutely aware of the maternal mortality crisis in the U.S., and the fact that access to care just continues to decrease. So I think we couldn't have this conversation without talking about the 20 million Americans um, who live in rural places are in many cases about two hours away from the nearest OBGYN. Um, so for those who have to travel really long distances to see a pelvic floor therapist, to find a doula, um, to receive lactation support, we want to be that uh, better option that, you know, our sessions start at $50. Um, that's in many cases about a quarter of the price of other private lactation supports um, or, or pelvic floor physical therapists. Uh, being affordable is the first piece that's really critical to our journey through virtual care. And then the access piece, which is still tough. Um, I don't want to be glib because when we talk about access, it, it's just as important for somebody in, you know, the Bronx where I live in a, a very urban environment as it is for our patient population in rural Georgia that's actually been growing. So the access there does require, you know, a high-speed internet connection, but we developed our latest product called Ask a Doula um, to start to solve for that problem because it is no app, just SMS text-based support, uh, and it's unlimited. And so we're really excited that our one-on-one -on -one services, as well as our growing subscription care, help um, kind of meet different needs at different places, both geographically, socioeconomically. Um, and we're developing more and more evergreen content that can help you do pelvic floor exercises at home, talk about sex during and after pregnancy. 
Um, so this is really where I see virtual care surpassing the pandemic as, you know, kind of a trend or a bubble, like some people might think. Um, I think the work that we're doing, as well as the work that Seven Starling does, like it, it truly is about meeting needs and helping people who are busy working moms, busy parents, um, you know, trying to have a career and trying to balance so many different plates that are spinning. Um, we're one less thing that they have to drive through and one less thing that they have to worry about when they can simply log on um, or reach out via text to get the support they need. Wow. Awesome. Very, very wonderful. Tina, can you talk about um, how virtual care is used with Seven Starling? Yeah, of course. Um, so we are a completely um, virtual clinic. Um, so we support all of our patients through our app. Um, and for us, it's really important piece because as you can imagine, being a new mom, um, there is so much that you're balancing, um, especially in those early days. Um, so it's really hard to have to find childcare, arrange transportation when you have a newborn. Um, and then you also are really struggling with your mental health. So for us, it's, it's, it's frankly a point of access and making sure the patient gets access to that care by allowing them to do it in the comfort of their home. So that's, you know, the very kind of core of it, but, you know, like going a little bit deeper um, and just starting at the top. So today about one in three new mothers experience postpartum depression. It's a almost a twofold increase from 2019. Um, and 85% of those who are diagnosed with these conditions don't receive treatment. Um, and I mean, that is a staggering statistic. We're not even talking about those not diagnosed at all, right? And so we're talking about thousands, hundreds of thousands of women who are struggling, who are in desperate need of support and not getting it. And really the two main reasons for that is access to care. So many of these women are waiting months to get seen by an in-network therapist. Um, if you're trying to go out of network, it's potentially going to cost you hundreds of dollars per appointment. Um, and then 94% of people who are diagnosed with these conditions don't seek help because of the shame and the guilt that they feel um, for feeling that way. And so what we're doing at Seven Starling is number one, we're making it more accessible. So not just through telehealth, but also we're covered by insurance. Um, it costs a fraction of the price to actually get the support. Um, we're able to you know, connect you to others in the community um, going through the same thing so you can feel like you're in a safe space to get that care. Um, and also it's a specialized service where we can match you with specialized therapists um, who are well set up to support you and what you're going through make you feel really comfortable getting that care. Um, over 50% of our providers are people of color. Um, and that is so important for us to be able to provide the culture that can go and care for our patients. So um, in terms of telehealth, it's about being able to actually bring all those components together, um, find like-minded individuals and specialists and make that care very accessible. Wow, that's wonderful. So how do women find your services? Yeah, that's a great question, Tina. In the very beginning, it was, you know, kind of like word of mouth wildfire. It was like we actually launched our um, patient services while we were in an accelerator called Y Combinator. And we, we frankly just launched it with the Y Combinator community and saw people start to tell their friends, their cousins, their colleagues. Um, since we launched in July of 2021, we've really diversified how they find us. So um, 
actually our number one source of traffic for quite a while this is this is starting to shift was TikTok um and i am you know a millennial but i am definitely not a gen z person i don't <laughs> fully find myself understanding TikTok and the chaos on there but um one thing's for sure there's a lot of expecting parents and new parents who are up at 2 a.m cluster feeding and they are on TikTok. So, you know, we realized very soon after um, TikTok started kind of gaining traction that it was a great place for us to build content and community. Um, so we're now over 8,000 people in our TikTok community. Um, our doulas, lactation consultants, and pelvic floor trainers are the ones who produce the content. So I often get asked the question, like, what are you making on TikTok? Like, is it videos of you? And our patients don't care about me and, and don't need to see me. They want to hear facts um, and realities and find humor from providers who work with birthing people every day. So... We've done a lot of myth busting on there. There's still a lot of medical misinformation that we have to fight. And, you know, sometimes I ask myself, why are we even trying to talk about healthcare on TikTok in the first place? But we're, we're really trying to be an agent of good on the platform. Um, and then we also acquire patients from the sort of traditional performance marketing and digital media channels. So we advertise on platforms like Meta, um, on TikTok itself. We used to um, have a great following from Pinterest. Um, and finally, we provide employee benefits uh, to just over 200 employee benefits clients. So um, some of our patients come to us directly through their employers. And, and that's really my favorite channel because I truly believe that um, birthing people in America should never have to pay for birthing care. Our services are things that are like standard of care in countries like France or Germany or Saudi Arabia. So um, when an employer really supports a birthing person, um, it doesn't just benefit the employee. It's good for humankind, womankind, um, and, and it's really great for that employer's retention too. Wow, great. Thank you for sharing that. Tina, how about you? Yeah. Um, so for us, actually over 90% of our patients come to us through an OBGYN referral. Um, so we've actually developed a network of hundreds of OBGYNs in our current markets. Um, and we work directly with them to identify patients that have a mental health need um, and then suggest Seven Starling as a resource. Um, we actually found that many of the OBGYNs midwives, nurse practitioners that we work with in these private practices, they don't have a reliable mental health resource for their patient. And what happens is um, they often will do their mental health screening during the postpartum visit. Um, and they have a list of local therapists that they you know, can send people to, but they have long wait lists. Um, and if they're not accepting insurance, they're very expensive and sometimes not accepting patients at all. So it's a huge issue um, that private practices across the U.S. are experiencing right now. Um, and Seven Sterling is a great resource for them to get that specialized care. Um, and also one of the things that we um, then do with them is actually keep them updated on how their patients are doing, how they're improving. Um, and we see that 92% of our patients feel better within just two months, um, which is absolutely incredible. Um, so that's where we're at now. And we've actually started to now work with large health systems. Um, so that's very much the next step for us is thinking about these larger and, and broader uh, partnerships. 
Wow. Um, so OBGYNs and um, birth workers play a critical role, it sounds like, in um, for both of your companies in identifying those populations that really could use um, some extra care and, and receive that care at home, which completely discounts uh, the social determinant of health issues with regards to um, transportation, geography, um, working moms and daycare, et cetera. So this is a tremendous solution that I hope I can even help people learn about um, in my neck of the woods uh, because it, it, it is a, a tremendous value. So thank you both for your work in this area. Uh, before we close today, do you have any parting thoughts you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, I... I would love to bring up, especially because you mentioned the social determinants of health, and this is just something that's near and dear to my heart and really central to our mission. Um, Michelle Obama actually has this amazing quote where she said, a society can be measured by its treatment of women and girls. Um, I don't think any of us would have had the careers we had if we didn't agree wholeheartedly. Um, and so I really just want to make sure that everybody knows it. when we build businesses in maternal health, um, we are building them for the long haul. We are building them to help, you know, your mother, your sister, your colleague. Um, and it is also something that takes time because we're up against such tough odds. Um, societal inequity, health inequity, policy issues now in kind of a post-Dobbs world, our jobs can be harder than ever. Um, the maternal mortality rate is absolutely going to be affected and, and for the worst. Um, and then there's the access piece that we've both talked about. So um, it's a really complex problem to solve and we can't do it alone. So it, this is actually kind of more of a call to action than anything, but um, you know, we actually refer patients to Seven Starling. We refer patients to a ton of other maternal health platforms, um, to in-person doulas. And so, you know, my request is to anybody listening who works in healthcare, um, who has technology chops, who is interested in joining this fight, we need you. Um, and so as we see hordes of people leaving um, massive tech companies like Twitter, uh, as we see, you know, the, re the recession kind of impacting the whole healthcare and tech industry, um, I get really excited because I think about that as a big potential population of people who can help us and, and who can join this sort of charge towards better maternal care, better access, and really putting our talents behind this mission. So shameless plug, please reach out to me at allison at ruthhealth.com. That's Allison with one L. If you want to join in any capacity, and there are so many other companies besides ours um, and great nonprofits like for Kira for Moms um, that are, are sort of part of this mission too. Great. Thank you for that. Tina, do you want to jump in? Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to add, um, totally agree with what you said, Allison. And I would just add that like, there's so much need also from like the research side of things, especially as you're starting to make the case an argument for more investment, innovation, um, and, you know, also attention being paid within the broader healthcare ecosystem, especially when you think about, you know, 
health plans and payers, providers, health systems, and the holistic services that they're able to offer their members and their patients. Um, we need more research and more data around why this is so important. And like, and that's really going to be a huge piece in, in moving this industry um, and focus forward. So definitely want to make sure we don't forget about that important element because, you know, we're all kind of working together to make the case for more investment and more attention being paid, but there's just not enough research, unfortunately, um, still and a lot of it is being built um, to be able to, to, to make that case um, even, you know, a bigger part of the story. So, um, and yeah, thank you, Tina, for leading this conversation. Allison, so great to chat with you as well. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to both of you because this this area of of healthcare is a behemoth, and I really love the approach that you ladies are taking in in eating this elephant one bite at a time, finding a challenge, figuring out a way to overcome it, and and then tackling the next challenge. Um, so I, I hear you when you say that this is for the long term. So keep going, ladies, because this is making a huge difference. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm bringing virtual care home and I look forward to talking to both of you again and everyone else. I hope you'll join us again soon for another uh, episode of bringing virtual care home. Have a great day. <music>